Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Play That Back, the Christian music podcast. Today we have got a really awesome, fantastic album from Alana Boudreaux. The album is called Goodbye Stranger. And for those of you who have never heard of Alana Boudreaux, she's a Catholic artist in the singer-songwriter genre. I want to say this is her fourth album that she's put out, and and I'm super excited to share this with you guys. So let's get into it. So the first song is entitled Poor Jack Self. Uh, what is What does the title of the song mean? I, I still haven't totally figured it out. I have to admit this song, and this doesn't necessarily go away throughout a lot of the album does not make it easy to tell what she's singing. The way that she pronounces the words and the way that uh, she just sings can sometimes get a little bit indeterminate. Like you can tell she's singing obviously, but it's just very, it can be difficult from time to time in this song in particular to tell exactly what she's saying. And because this album is not nearly as big as it should be, the lyrics like aren't online or anything. And I, I'm not trying to, you know, burn the song or anything. This is not a criticism. This is just a, a disclaimer that I uh, I don't 100 I I may not be 100% right about what they're what she's even saying in this song. But I do believe that the song is about being willing to forgive yourself. Uh, I can't give a ton of critique because like I said, I they tend to be hard to understand. But from what I can tell, I think it's I think the song is about trying to Go easy on yourself, you know, not to rip yourself apart when you make a mistake. Uh, and that's that's kind of cool. That being said, I really like the sound of the music in this song. This song gets creative with several different instruments, including guitar, drum, upright bass, and maracas, all playing at some point during the song. Sometimes I think all playing at once. Um, it's got a very rhythmic feel to it, and the tempo isn't slow, but it doesn't feel rushed either. It's a lot of fun to listen to, and I think it kicks off the album really well sound-wise. Musically, a 7. Lyrically, I don't really have a rating. If you can figure out what it means, go tell me, but just go listen to it for the sound. It's a good song. The second song is What What Bendricks Read. And the thing about Alana Boudreaux is a lot of her music is left up to interpretation. Um, She's very good at not just spoon-feeding you the message of her lyrics, which is actually really cool. It's going to mean that, A, I'm probably going to get some of the interpretations of, of this album wrong, so just be prepared for that. But it also means that each person can take away what they what they take away from it, like what applies to them. And you can do that with every song, but in many songs, especially like in the Hawk Nelson album that I reviewed two weeks ago, there wasn't a whole lot there to take away except for what they were basically spoon-feeding you. And so that what's kind of cool about Alana Boudreaux is she doesn't spoon-feed you really anything. Uh, the song starts by introducing the singer and her current flame, saying that They really only value each other for what they can gain from each other and are non-committal, saying, What do we owe to the either? What are we but creatures? I make him feel strong. He makes me feel seen. Things like that. Uh, Kind of of utilitarian. But this jerk isn't her first relationship. And at one point she says, You haunt me. And let me put it this way. She's not talking about the current guy. 
that she's with. She said that she thought he was dead and believed in the other, the squandering lover. She says that she wishes he were dead so he would be safe from her betrayal of him um, and says, I don't know how to love a man a little. The song is kind of tricky because it's a little bit vague about the situation it's actually talking about, but it is an interesting song in its own right that you do have to like really think about it to bring out an interpretation. Uh, just as a warning, it it does have a sexual reference when talking about the cheating that she uh, did. Nothing super explicit, so I would just keep that in mind, especially like, I don't know who you listen to music with, but that's there. The whole song is just kind of complicated because it explores the desire to be desired, saying he wants me guilty, but he wants me. The music isn't in itself particularly moving, it's only there as the context for the words of the song. Overall, I give it a 7 lyrically for its creativity and the way it expresses what it does. Although, like I said, it isn't necessarily appropriate for every audience, but it kind of expresses a emotion and a situation that's true to the human experience, one of regret after betraying a loved one. Uh, musically, it's it's like a four. It's The music in itself isn't super memorable, but it does provide a decent context for the words. So yeah, decent song. So the next song is The Lord Is Coming, which was co-written with a couple of people. And I actually really like this song. Musically, it's very good. It's predominantly played uh, with an upright bass. I believe Scott Mulvihill is the upright bassist, and I say that because uh, he's a fantastic artist as well, who I hope to review later, and you need to go check him out. But that is an aside. Uh, the vocals are also very good. It kind of focuses on Alana Boudreaux's strengths, and it has a couple people, different people featured in the vocals as well. And it just all comes together really, really well in like a folksy kind of way. If you want a treat for your ears, go listen to this song. It is so, so, it's just so neat to put together. And it's speaking from personal experience. It's fun to sing as well. So just go check it out. This is a really cool song. Musically an eight, lyrically it's a seven. Good song. Now the next song is the title track, Goodbye Stranger. And I'm going to be totally honest here. I don't really know what she's trying to say here um from there are certain things that she says that I won't get into 100% but there are like some things that you could interpret as like sexual undertones one line that she says is I ain't easy but I ain't cold um re referencing talking to uh, somebody else and like I said I'm not gonna get into it all but I gotta be honest I don't fully understand what she's talking about in the song she is speaking to this stranger hence the name goodbye stranger and it's like a farewell but it's it's just interesting uh, the the music in general is very sort of like contemplative and thoughtful and it's not a bad song in and of itself as far as like musically goes, it's it's not undesirable to listen to, but I don't, I just don't know what she's saying here. And while there is definitely room for, you know, discussing things, including evil and struggles and vice in the human condition, I don't know if this crosses a line or not. Uh, I actually would really love to hear from you guys. If you're listening on YouTube, comment about what you think about the album in general, but this song, 
And if you're listening anywhere else, uh, shoot me an email at playthatbackpodcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think. I would really love to hear what you guys think and maybe share some of that later. So I'm not going to give a real in-depth review of this particular song because I just, I don't understand it enough, so to speak. And I don't want to say anything that's like clearly wrong about it. So we're going to move on. The fifth song in the album is entitled Love Don't Make Moves. This song opens with some pretty fantastic vocal work from Alana Boudreaux. And even if for no other reason, you should go listen to the song for that. It's pretty cool. And this is a song about loyalty and commitment and love. Uh, She talks about some terrible things that her lover could do and that maybe she even fears would happen. But her lover promises love don't make moves like that. Uh, She then thanks him for teaching her and for making her a better person. The song isn't terribly complex, nor is it the most memorable song on the album. But the vocals in the beginning are a lot of fun, and the song is probably lyrically a five, musically a five. It's not bad, not really more than average. The message is good, but uh, yeah, just nothing super duper special, but it's not a bad song, I wouldn't say. Now the next song is entitled Dear Alcohol, and this song I find to be absolutely fascinating. So as the title implies, it's an open letter to alcohol from someone hurt deeply by it, whether by knowing an alcoholic or being one herself. Based on the language, I'm guessing it's the former. I don't want to get into too many details on the song because it's extremely heartfelt and I can't really do it justice. But it communicates the emotion incredibly well of someone who's been deeply hurt and is struggling to move on, specifically by alcohol. It talks about what the alcohol has done to her, what its effect has been in her life, how it has hurt her, how it has changed her, how it has made her, how it has made her different, how her life would be different without it. And it's really interesting because I actually had to go through this, uh, I want, I've, I've been through some counseling before, and this was something that I've had to do. And so I thought this was really, really cool. Go listen to it. It's, it's spectacular. Another language warning here, the language is kind of PG-13, but I don't think that's out of place. It really helps to communicate the anger and the resentment that comes from the harm that comes from something like alcohol and alcoholism in one's life. You know, obviously alcohol in and of itself is not evil, but uh, excess use of it and the strong language that is in this song really emphasizes the um, the very human emotion that comes out of it. I think I give it a lyrical 10 out of 10, the first time I've ever done that, uh, just for the way that it's able to express the humanity and the genuinity of the emotion in this song. The music is somewhat simple so as not to distract from the message in the song. Uh, I give it like a 6 out of 10. This isn't nece- this isn't necessarily a song to add to your party playlist, but I think it's remarkable for the emotion and humanity that is communicated through it. So go check it out. It's really cool. The next song is Red Raw Rolling. Now the chorus of Red Raw Rolling is Stand beside me in the park. Hold my hand as it gets dark. Stay a while. Just stay. Come and wander through the woods. My heart is broken, but it's good. Stay a while. Just stay. This chorus kind of sums up the general idea of this song, with red, raw, rolling, 
being a description of the singer's heart and her emotions. She's asking the man who loves her to stand with her despite her struggles and to show his love for her through steadfast aid and through his presence of never leaving her. It's a decent song about battling one's inner demons and the sacrifice and struggle that necessarily comes with love. True love endures despite the inner demons that everyone has. The song is alright musically and the message is good. I'm not a huge fan of the slow, almost deliberate tempo of a good portion of this song during the verses, but it isn't a bad song. Musically a 5, lyrically a 6. Now we are on to song 8, which is WB slash BW. Like, that's the title. But those letters stand for Warm Breast slash Bright Wings. And it's actually really good. And I say actually, just as a disclaimer, because I'll admit that the beginning put me off a little bit. It's it's a little bit weird. Like, the tempo is very, very slow at the beginning. But it it moves on from that really well and it picks up almost immediately and it gets better the more you dig into what Alana Boudreau is saying. Her vocals are really strong in this one and it it's actually an ode to the most underrated member of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Warm breast, bright wings being warm breast, bright wings referring to the dove that the Holy Spirit is most often portrayed by as the Holy Spirit is watching over the whole world and it's it's like an expression of love for God, and specifically the third person of the Holy Trinity. I think it's really cool. I really like it, and this might be this might be the most playlistable songs on the album, if that makes any sense. Musically, a seven. Lyrically, a seven as well. This is good. Now, the next song in the album is entitled Jig. G-I-G-U-E. Now, that's a piece of that kind of music genre. Jig is a kind of it's a one form of music it's a genre and if you're wondering what the heck that means it's okay so did i according to bing a jig is a lively piece of music in the style of a dance typically of the renaissance or baroque period and usually in compound time end quote now this jig song is about death how we as humans try to preserve ourselves to avoid death but we eventually have to face death and make a decision about who we will follow. And if we end up trying to avoid death for too long, we're going to find that we've totally missed out on every opportunity in our lives, and we're even going to have a rotten eternity because we've spent all of our time focusing on the earthly realities and never focused on the spiritual ones. It's as much a poem set to music as anything else, which I guess more so than a, a song. You know, most songs are written for, for the music and they're not necessarily poems in their own right, if that makes any sense. But the, this Jig very much is. I think you could read this as a normal poem, and it would make a lot of sense, and it would be really cool. And I, admitted, I admittedly have never heard a Jig before, and don't think I'll be listening to them often. But this one is genuinely enjoyable to listen to. Uh, lyrically, I give it a 9. That's definitely its strong suit and musically a six or a seven. This is this is another very unique song that's just sort of crafted and fulfills a very specific role that's not meant for your playlist, but it does fill a role in, it, in and of itself. Now the last song of the album is Horrenda Noche. And it's the last song in the album, and I think that on, an, on a whole album of fantastically crafted songs, this one might be the masterpiece. 
So first she sings about herself and how she is often struck with fear and struggles with cowardice when confronted with another's loneliness. And then she kind of leaves that for a, a minute and sings about two other people, Michael and Agnes. Both are heartbroken for different reasons and don't want to reach out or talk to those who have hurt them or been hurt by them because they fear they'll lose their nerve to speak to them and they'll lose their ability to orate their their hurt well. Then the singer prays for honesty as she says that she fears that she will be unable to reach other people when she hasn't expressed their hurt. She asks God to help her to reach them even though that she doesn't necessarily know what they're feeling and she's asking that she will have the courage to speak up even though sometimes she doesn't feel qualified for it. This song kind of sums up the whole album because the whole time Alana Boudreau has been wrestling with the human condition and human struggles. And in Horrenda Noche, it's talking about, it's asking God to help us to approach these issues in an appropriate manner with courage and with wisdom. And I think that it's really cool. I don't know if it's the best song in the album, but it certainly wraps up the whole album very very well and I I really liked it it's very profound lyrically I think I'm gonna give it another nine musically a seven the song is good now the album in general uh, this album is really well written the meaning as I said before when I was talking about the song goodbye stranger the meaning for each song can be different for each person because the songs the songs almost never come right out and say what they mean Alana Boudreaux, you can tell she worked really hard to tell what she had to say with poignancy, intelligence, and originality without making it a thing that you could just hear what she had to say and then walk away. Most of these songs involve wrestling with them and trying to figure out exactly what she has to say and trying to and having to think about it. And I think that's really cool. I don't know that any of it falls into many falls into any cliches which is very rare for music even if sometimes it deals with familiar topics it approaches everything with originality and thought and i think that's really awesome i don't think that any of these songs were written to be played at a dance party or to rock out when you're just having the best day possible but this is an album that's going to help you think and if at any point you're looking for music that's going to help you emotionally and intellectually, I think that this is going to help you with that. I walked away from this album feeling like I had listened to something that really meant something, something that was that had almost affected me. And that's not always the case with music. Obviously, I don't like every song, but I do recommend this album. Well done, Miss Boudreaux. Well done. Well, guys, I think that's going to wrap up the review. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any requests, questions, complaints, if you think that I just did a terrible job of reviewing this album, uh, send any of that to playthatbackpodcast at gmail.com. If you're on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment. Uh, Any feedback would be welcome. If you are listening on iTunes or anywhere where you can rate this podcast, please do so. Rate us five stars, subscribe. That would be awesome. Another big shout out to Natalie and Jacob Chavez for creating the main logo and the intro and outro music, respectively. You guys are great. Shout out to my good friend Jackson who requested that I would review this album. And finally, I look forward to talking with you guys in 
in two weeks. I'll see you guys later. God bless and have a great couple weeks. Mm -hmm.